You're listening to Weld Found, a podcast about connection in an age of division. In this space, we present compelling stories of community, interest, and generosity, all from Weld County here in Colorado. I'm your host, Tim Coons. If you are hearing this show and it is not yet the new year, you still have a chance to donate to a nonprofit or charity and have it help out your taxes. You can donate to the Weld Community Foundation at weldcommunityfoundation.org. The foundation is a nonprofit. It's a scholarships and grants provider for Weld County, and we work with donors to tailor a plan of generosity that's just right for them. So please consider donating to the foundation this year. Our slogan is spread the good, and we work hard to strengthen the bonds of our community. Today's show is titled, The Longest Night. This can be a magical time of year. However, and I don't want to go all Scrooge on you, but I want to acknowledge that this time of year can be hard. It's hectic, stressful, it's full of unreasonable expectations at times in presents and meals and quality time. It can amplify the grief we feel as joy is turned up louder. And this is all the usual for a normal holiday season. Now, throw in what 2020 has been like for many of us. Navigating everything with the pandemic has been exhausting and mentally trying. So I wanted to do a show where we address the gravity and weightiness that this time of year can have for some people. For our opening segment, we're going to look at a hilarious website created by the Colorado Department of Health that addresses men's depression and suicidal thoughts. Yes, you heard me right. This website is helping men address the taboo subject of mental health through comedy. Then we'll hear from Kimberly Pratt from North Range Behavioral Center about how to best address someone who's dealing with dark thoughts of depression, suicide. She also talks about the sacred spaces of healing that she encounters, which I just found to be so beautiful. Lastly, we'll close with a story about hope that we're treating as a centering meditation. If you have a candle near, grab it for this episode. With that, let's jump into today's show. I'm about to introduce you to someone. This person is a fictional character. His name is Dr. Rich Mahogany, and he's at a website called mantherapy.org and he is here to help. Before we get rolling, a word of caution about this episode. First, Rich Mahogany is rough around the edges with his speech. Now, all the cursing has been bleeped out, but it is referring to foul language as a part of the comedy. So if you're listening with kids, this is a heads up. You may want to hear this one on your own first and then decide whether to share it with them or not. And that might be for the best because in this episode of Weld Found, we are talking about suicide prevention and we'll be covering some difficult stories and meaningful stories, but it's still fairly adult subject matter. With that said, I want you to meet Dr. Mahogany. At the landing page of mantherapy.org, there are different slogans that change each time you refresh. So you're entering what appears to be a fictional office, and it says, welcome to man therapy. Life throws you curveballs, sometimes right at your manhood. Or, Welcome to man therapy. That funny feeling inside might not be burrito related. Or, a mustache is no place to hide your emotions. 
You see, I'm sharing this site with you today because this digital platform that began right here in Colorado has done something miraculous, something that didn't seem possible. It's using comedy to open the door and reach men who may be having a difficult time, who are possibly feeling suicidal. Here's the audio of the intro video. It features Dr. Mahogany, who's played by a great comedic actor with a full mustache and a rumpled collared shirt. He's described as part football coach, part drinking buddy, 100% action hero. Man therapy is a place where men can come to be men. So here, we won't be complaining, whining, or moping about. No, we'll be getting off our keisters and form tackling feelings like anger, stress, sadness, substance abuse, and even suicidal thoughts head on. By using the manly techniques found in my office, you'll have tools you need to deal with the tough situations life sends your way, like breakups, layoffs, and your pain in the ass teenager. And man therapy isn't just for men. It's also for anyone with a man in their life. So if you're here because you're worried about your son, husband, brother, or brother from another uterus, be sure to check out the Worried About Someone section below. I bet many of you are thinking, this is brilliant. How do you reach men to talk about the things that have such a stigma to them? Man therapy addresses a real need in Colorado a state which is ranked sixth in suicide deaths as of 2019, and working-aged men, 25 to 54 years old, account for the largest number of suicide deaths in the U.S. And this is where mantherapy.org is key. These men are the least likely to receive any kind of support. They don't talk about it with their friends, they don't share it with their family, and they don't seek professional treatment. They're the victims of problematic thinking that says mental health disorders are unmanly signs of weakness. And so how do we help them, possibly before their crisis? The Colorado Department of Health recognized this as a major problem for this state. And after a lot of research and development, they paired with a digital technologies agency called Cactus and launched man therapy in 2012 and started grabbing people's attention with slogans like, sometimes a man needs a pork shoulder to cry on and for that there's man therapy. They advertised in bars, sports arenas, and bathrooms. Let's hear again from the doctor. This is another video with Rich Mahogany in his leather chair. There's a giant moose hanging on the wall above him. This one is about feelings. Did you know that men have feelings too? No, not just the hippies. All of us. Hello, I'm Dr. Rich Mahogany. Welcome to man therapy. Go ahead. This is your time. Click one of the buttons above to continue. Are there buttons? They said there were going to be buttons. So the website is Dr. Mahogany's office, where therapy actually happens. And they worked with real-world psychologists, the makers, and they developed custom tools and resources that help men in need. You'll find testimonials of men and how they dealt with addiction or being let go or a bipolar disorder diagnosis. It also has mental health tips and suggestions. It has answers that are straightforward to questions. It also has articles with solid content, and they have titles like Stress, The 800-Pound Gorilla on Your Back, or Depression, The Why Chromosome Isn't Immune. One of the most important resources on the site is the 20-point head inspection, where men can get a read on how they're doing or what they're possibly dealing with. 
It can also be so helpful to hear you're not crazy. This is what you're possibly feeling the symptoms of. You're not alone. Welcome to your appointment. Please take a knee. Make yourself comfortable. Now, to help me better recommend manly tips, activities, and resources for you to explore in my office, I'm going to ask you to fill out a questionnaire about yourself, your feelings, and your life. After you finish, I will use my patented man therapy calculator to evaluate your answers and provide you with some suggestions. Oh, and don't bullshit me. There's nothing I hate more than bullshit. Except for maybe shopping malls and spandex. After its first year in Colorado, the campaign of man therapy spread. It's adopted all over the U.S. now, and it even added a creation of the program in Australia. It's managed by Grit Digital Health now, who are developing other well-being platforms for veterans and college students. When I first heard about this, I thought, what an incredible resource that addresses this real problem and approaches it in a compelling and creative way. And then I thought about Weld County. The statistics put working men who are specifically in construction and agriculture as the top risks for suicide. And any of you listening from here know this is a big part of our demographic. And so I'm sharing this story with you. Dr. Mahogany brings some levity to this difficult discussion, but I'm also presenting an incredible resource for the people we know and love. And I want to say one more thing here. If I know a favorite podcast that I listen to is covering suicide prevention, I skip that episode for a variety of reasons, but a big one is that it's too heavy. And I want to promise you that in the following, there's going to be stories of hope and healing and a lot of information that will be helpful to you. Even if you don't directly know someone today who's dealing with difficult thoughts and feelings, this show will help you for when that day comes. My friends, head to mantherapy.org for more information. So we actually are going to do a real breathing exercise at the end of today's show. Very different from Dr. Mahogany's. Before that, I want to share an interview that I did with Kimberly Pratt from Northrange. I asked her if she would come in and talk about QPR, a suicide prevention program that she's led for several years. She shares a lot of great information when it comes to helping people who are in a difficult time, which we know is especially prevalent during the holidays. Here's Kimberly Pratt. Okay, I'm, my name is Kimberly Pratt, and I'm the project coordinator at Suicide Education and Support Services, which is a program at Northrange, and I am going on my seventh year there. Yeah, you know, I started out as a teacher in high school, and I thought well, I might want to do this or I might want to do some more further on. And so I went and got my master's and ended up coming back to Colorado where I'm from and I found this job that needed an educator and a clinician. And I also attempted suicide when I was 26. And I was like, I this is my place. This is the program for me. And, you know, I didn't even know this was a job when I applied for it. And um, it turns out that I've found my dream job. And so my heart is in the work. You know, I get I get the opportunity to be in a sacred space with people. I get the opportunity to be with them in the worst day of their life. 
I also get the opportunity to talk about something that people don't talk about, that I get to open the doors of conversation and I get to bring light into the darkness, if you will. Um, We get to talk about suicide, which, you know, now that I've been talking about it for seven years, it's not so scary to me. And I hope to bring that, that openness and that, that light to other people in the community. And my job allows me to do that every single day. So I love it. What I always tell people, if you know somebody in crisis, your job as a first aid level person, as a friend, as a neighbor, as a family member, is to, to be their, their safe space. You know, everybody has a story. Everybody has something going on or has had something happen to them. You can't get through life without it. And what people in crisis need is a place to be heard, that the best thing that you can give somebody who is in crisis is a voice. So ask them, what's wrong? Tell me more. Say more. And then listen. You know, I always joke and say, just shut your mouth. Like, there's not a magic wand out there. And I I say that with love because so often when we have somebody in our life in crisis, we want to fix the situation, right? Loving, caring, kind people, they're fixers. They're doers. I got to make it better. And the truth is, is you can't fix somebody else's pain, but you can support them through it. And one of the best things that you can do is say, tell me more, and then listen. Let them talk and talk and talk until they can't, and then say, I'm going to help you get help and connect them to care. Go and find that, you know, go to the crisis center. Find, help them find a therapist. Help them find the tools that they need, which are abundant. QPR is like CPR, and I tell people all the time, You know, you are so much more likely to know somebody experiencing a mental health crisis than to be experiencing a physical health crisis where they're going to need CPR. And we, we, everybody gets CPR certified for school, for sports, for work. You know, it's just a thing that we do. And imagine what a beautiful place it would be if everybody was just QPR certified. I just know what to do if I have a friend in crisis because so many people are going to experience that in their lifetime. Um, and so it's it's this beautiful program. You know, you can do it in 60 minutes. 90 minutes is ideal. Um, but you can. it's the opportunity to learn what is the scope of the problem? Why do people become suicidal? And what do I do if they are suicidal? You know, again, we talked about the magic wand. People want a quick fix for mental health problems. But mental health problems are messy and gray and complicated and there is hope for them. There is a solution. There is help. Most people, 85% of people, if they get connected to care when they're suicidal, will never seriously consider suicide again. They will never seriously think to themselves, this is my only option. You know, I'm not saying it's never going to be a thought that comes through their mind, but what it is, is when they get connected to care, they find hope. They find the skills that they need. They find the tools that they need to go on and live a happy, healthy life. And then they're much more likely to also help others who have been through that experience. Um, when we talk openly about it, which QPR encourages people to do, it, it lessens the stigma. It makes it okay to not be okay. It helps people know that you can reach out for help. I will train people in QPR, and they'll come up to me weeks, months later, and say, I had to QPR a friend, or I told a friend that I went to this training. I didn't even tell them 
that I was like certified, I just told them that I went to a training about suicide prevention and they immediately opened up to me. It's when we say the word suicide, when we say mental health, just saying it, people feel like, oh, you're, you're okay talking about this. Oh, we can talk about this. And so they, they reach out to you. Because of the nature of my job, people I don't know very well at all will come up to me and say, I need to ask you a question. I need to share this information with you because they know I'm not afraid to talk about it. And QPR, it is for your neighbor. It is for yourself. It's for your family. It's, you know, it is made for everybody. You don't, mental health professionals are not the first responders. They're the last responders. Our family and our friends and our neighbors, our community members, they're the first responders. They're the ones who are going to know if somebody else, if somebody is in crisis. And them knowing what to do is what QPR is all about. It keeps people safe. So QPR stands for Question, Persuade, Refer. It is an evidence-based program. It's nationally recognized. It holds the same weight as a CPR certification. It offers continuing education units. It's a pretty sweet package. So with QPR, you're going to learn how to ask somebody if they're suicidal. That's the question. You're going to learn how to persuade them to get the help that they need. And then you're going to learn where to go to refer them for local help. So QPR is offered at no cost to the community. Anybody in Weld County who wants to get trained, we will train one person, we will train 300 people, we'll train anybody, again, at no cost. And to get more information about QPR, they just need to send an email to Kimberly.pratt, like Chris Pratt, the actor, at northrange.org. Again, Kimberly.pratt at northrange.org or call 970-313-1160. Things that I think about so often when we're talking about suicide prevention, you know, people ask me all the time, why? Why do people die from suicide? And what research shows us is that the number one cause of suicide is untreated depression. And with untreated depression, one of the top causes is loss of major relationships in a person's life. In fact, it is the number one thing. It's the biggest thing that impacts people who die from suicide, regardless of age or gender. Um, we need people in our corner. And we have, for whatever reason in our society, isolated ourselves. And so one thing that we can do to prevent suicide that anybody can do is Talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to, talk to the people around you, get to know them. We need people in our corner and people need people in their corner. You know, find somebody's corner to stand in, stand up for people, be an advocate for yourself, be an advocate for others. When people are in crisis, they have such a hard time reaching out for help. It's so, making that first phone call is one of the hardest things for a person to do when they're experiencing a suicidal crisis. And so being that, that connection, being that advocate for a person is so huge and so powerful, um, and it saves lives. So I think that's really important to point out, too. You know, this is a club that nobody wants to be a part of. This is a club that you're not part of it till you're part of it. And what I have seen is this group of people, these families who had no connection to one another, wrapping their arms around each other and building 
a whole new community that they didn't know they wanted to be a part of or that they that nobody ever wants to be a part of um, and so when I think about sitting in sacred spaces I think about each one of these families that has been impacted by this and then I think about the space that they create together you know because when people lose somebody to suicide it increases their risk of suicide and so having programs available, having opportunities for suicide survivors to connect to one another is so important and it saves lives too. But for these families, having being able to be with other people who have gone through something similar, especially so recently, um, it's really important. You know, and, and I think about think about that loss, and then I also think about the numbers and numbers of trainings that we do. We go into high schools. We talk to, I don't know, 4,000 students every single year about suicide specifically. And when we go into high schools, after a 60-minute presentation, 12% of kids on average immediately self-refer for help for themselves or somebody else. So if we're talking to 4,000 kids, I'm not great at math. What is that, 450, 600 kids? I don't know. Something like that are getting connected every single year. Um, to ongoing help for either themselves or somebody else just because we said the word suicide and said it's okay to not be okay. Um, and all you have to do is ask for help and hundreds and hundreds of kids. So imagine what it would what would happen if we told everybody in our community it's okay to not be okay. And there is help and there is help out there. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I think about when I think about sacred spaces. Huge thank you to Kimberly Pratt for sharing today. Again, if you're in crisis or need to connect to someone, have someone to talk to, you can reach out to North Range's hotline at 844-493-TALK. That's 844-493-8255. Someone will be available to talk with you. I wanted to end this episode in a non-traditional way. I want to do a breathing exercise. Given that this is such a stressful time of year, and we've been engaging in a heavier subject, I want to present something that will feel relaxing and centering and hopeful. I wrote a short story for the church my family and I attend here in town for their online service. It's about how the winter solstice is the longest night of the year, but also we find hope within this picture. It's just five minutes long, and I turned it into what's called a mindfulness meditation. Now, I come from a Christian background, but I have tailored this in such a way that it leaves space for you wherever you're at in your spirituality. If you can, grab a candle for this time. You can pause the show and get one. If not, you can still just enjoy this five-minute story and meditation. Place your candle and light it now. Take deep, centering breaths during this time. Focus on the light. And as you breathe in, imagine you're breathing a great healing light. You watch the candle and breathe deeply. There once was an observant young child. During one harsh winter, she noticed the days growing shorter and shorter and the nights growing longer. It was true, from every sunrise to sunset, the light was fading. She began to fear the darkness, worrying that the night would completely overtake the light, casting a forever winter. 
The girl shouted at the darkness, but the night kept getting longer. The girl picked up and hurled rocks at the darkness, but the night kept coming. She closed her eyes and pretended it wasn't happening. The nights kept growing. On the day of the winter solstice, the girl confided this to her grandmother. The wise woman held her granddaughter and replied, You've spoken against the dark, fought against it, even ignored it. Let's try something different. Let us try hope. On the evening of winter solstice, they lit a candle together, and the grandmother said, shouting, rocks flung, willful ignoring, won't stop the oncoming night, but all the darkness in the world cannot put out the light of one small candle. Such is hope. Granddaughter, it may seem sometimes that the darkness will overwhelm us, that the cold will always be, the colors will remain muted, and death will prevail. But there is always, year after year, a turning of the tide, a birth of light, a slow, growing movement of days fed by hope, and the days will grow longer. The warmth returns. Wildflowers emerge from melted ice, and winter breaks into glorious spring, bursting with life. Like a new sunrise, the child's shadows of fears fell away, and she held on to hope. Breathe deeply. Watch the small, fragile light of your candle. You reflect and ask yourself, where do I need to leave despair and embrace hope? To know that as sure as winter moves to spring, the tides will turn and death will give way to life. Special thanks to Dave Farrell, a professor at Ames Community College, for extra help with sound engineering on this episode. And thank you to Kimberly Pratt from North Range. Thanks to Cactus Media for allowing us to share all about mantherapy.org. As always, thank you to the Weld Community Foundation for making this show possible. Here's a last reminder. If you're hearing this show before December 8th, 
you can give to a nonprofit of your choice for Colorado Gives Day. Head to weldcogives.org right now. Make it happen. If it's before the end of the year, please support a nonprofit with a donation. You've been listening to Weld Found. Please like us on social medias, rate the podcast on iTunes, share us with a friend. Again, thanks for listening.